Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle. Touchdown, Arkansas! Oh, my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Sterner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. I felt like we were ready, we were prepared, and I felt like we had the best team, and I felt like we should win. And uh, that's no disrespect to anybody, to Auburn or anybody, but I felt like we had the best team, and we should win, and and certainly we did. All right, let's bring in, bring in Clint Stern. I don't think there's any denying Arkansas was the better team against Auburn, but again, as we know, that doesn't always equate to wins. That's Texas A&M. Clint, welcome. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. I uh, shoot them hogs, got a W, baby, any way you slice it. I don't know that I agree with my man Sam Pittman right there on all front, but they got a W. They won a game that they damn sure should have won, and things are looking up in Fayetteville. So, hell, I'm I'm all good down here, man. Which part don't you agree with? Arkansas was the better team, right? Oh, they were the better team. I just don't know that they were ready to play. I mean, oh, that, you okay. Know, you, you, come, you come out and, and in, in, the, in two phases of the ball game, um, you know, offensively and, and special teams-wise, you were a mess in the first quarter, the first half of the first quarter, first couple of possessions. Um, it, it just, you know, that's that's something that Arkansas can't do. I mean, you can't you can't come out and turn the football over. You can't you can't punt and give give opponents, especially when you're playing on the road. You can't mm-hmm. punt and, and end up with 20-yard punts and give them you know field position, give them free field goals, things of that nature when you should just go in there and dominate from start to finish. You said it. Heck, Justin, I, I heard you say it, and I saw you I saw you on social media. Don't turn the football over, and you win that game convincingly. Mm-hmm. And they went out there, and what they do? They turn the football over, and when you punt for 20 yards, that might as, you might as well have gone for it on fourth down. Yeah. Um, you know, you get, cute, you get cute with the play calling out of the gate, and you end up you're behind the chains immediately with a team that's given up over 700 yards rushing in the last two ball games. Um, luckily, they straightened things out, but but I, I I don't know that I agree right out of the gate that, that that the team was as ready to play as they should have been. Yeah, Arkansas had 70 rushing yards in the first half on 20 carries. They had 127 yards on 12 carries in the third quarter alone. So I don't know if there was a conversation or they just decided to uh, you know flip the script a little bit and go more to it. But yeah, they clearly made an emphasis to run the football in the third quarter and beyond. Well, Justin, it's hard, you know, as a play caller and even as a quarterback, man, you, when, when you see somebody that's just stacking the box and just giving you, you know, giving you the, the shot over the top or they're giving you the, the easy pickings, it's still more difficult to take a snap, uh, throw the football, catch the football, you know, go make a play. Don't, don't you know, no mistakes, nowhere. There's, you've got to have great chemistry to do that. It's a lot simpler, a lot more vanilla to turn around and hand it to five. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, look, I, I think there's times, there's no doubt about it, that there's times when, when Kendall Bryles tends to get, get a little bit cute with the play calling. 
and it just sticks out like a sore thumb when it doesn't work. Now, when it works, nobody wants to talk about it, and, and it's just let's move on. But, you know, and, and, and you and I have talked about this a million times. When you're Arkansas, they're one of two teams in America right now that, that, that run and throw for over 235 yards, you know, in, in the pass game and the run game per, per contest. One of two teams. They're doing a hell of a job, but, but what's going to get Arkansas in trouble is doing things like getting behind the chains to the first play of the game, trying to get cute, turning the football over, things of that nature. is going to get them beat by teams they shouldn't. They have no business losing to. So that's where our conversations are at right now with Arkansas. I'm glad to be back in the spot. Rocket Sanders, 1,041 yards already, and I don't know where that number is going to end up, but he's done it uh, about as fast as anybody ever has at Arkansas. Almost seven yards of carry, and we're going to hear from him in a second. Rich, uh, Christian, if you'll get that sound by pulled up. But, uh, I mean, I know it's early still, relatively early, Clint, but where where you want to put him in the pantheon of, of Razorback running backs? I mean, comparatively, some of the good ones you've seen over the years, played with over the years. Yeah, look, I mean, I think statistically he's going to be – He's going to be up there with the best of the best. I, you know, I look at I look at Rocky. You got several different kind of running backs, right? You've got you got your your Emmitt Smith kind. Like I like when I'm talking about like stylistically mm-hmm. and and what where Rocket fits. Rocket's more to me he's more of the in between the tackle guy that that um, that's the hard yard guy that that's put up that stayed healthy and put up some big numbers. Look, he can take it to distance. I'm taking anything away from. Him. You know his top end speed and his ability to go, but he he to me he's a guy that's a downhill runner um, that's got a great offensive line, and then you've got these guys like the Cedric Cobbs of the world that had a good that had a good offensive line, but had the ability to make guys miss and had the ability to get outside and, and take it the distance. Stylistically, I think he's different. Madre Hill put the head back for you know four two four you know whatever forty, and nobody on on God's green earth is going to catch him. Stylistically, I think he's different than some of the Darren McFadden, Madre Hills that we've seen. But I tell you, we, there's no arguing uh, what the kid's capable of doing. I mean, he, he's he's uh, he, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Niall Davis, if that makes mm. sense. A little bit yeah. thicker, a little bit thicker, bigger back, more of a track runner. When I say track, I mean like train track, not not the sport track. But um, <laughs> you know, definitely. The conversation is kind of where does he fit stylistically because I think when he leaves, statistically, he's going to be in the conversation with the best of the best. I think that's right. Let's hear from him on reaching 1,000 yards and what inspired him going into the weekend. Definitely, that was the goal for me. And um, I just want to say shout-out to the offensive line, the receivers as well, with the blocking outside and then um, with the quarterback as well. But it felt good. Um, I definitely want to shout-out to God. But um, I, I got more goals to go. I got more goals to go. My goal was coming into Arkansas was just achieve goals for myself and for the team and as a team. And um, I feel like when Coach Pitt gave that that speech to us about the six years, um, it really hit me. And um, I feel like another thing that hit me was when we flew in, it was, um, I think the Air Force was out there. And um, I guess they was from Arkansas. And um, I feel like that gave me a lot of confidence as well coming into this game. Uh, I would like to tip my cap to Rocket Sanders because he's, first of all, saying that was a goal to get to 1,000. And in the next breath, he is – congratulating or thanking his offensive line and his wide receivers and then in the next breath he's giving it up to god you gotta love that i gotta love that clint you know because quarterbacks can't do without guys catching the ball and guys blocking for him and running backs certainly can't do anything without guys clearing holes for him so good for him hey how about that man how about that the o-line 
the big man upstairs and the military. He he checked every box, didn't he? <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, hey, look, but I, you know, I think here's the deal, and and, I, and I'm Rocket Sanders is great back. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm he is is one of the, the the key cogs here, no question about it. But you know what what Sam Pittman's done with the offensive line um, is is I, I think. One reason why you hire the guy outside of he's proven to be a, a pretty damn good head coach. It's one reason you hire the guy. When you hire Sam Pittman, you feel like the one thing that should be in good order year in, year out from a recruiting standpoint and the product that you put on the field is the offensive line. And what happened last year? I think they were, I think they had four guys go over 500 yards, just one of a handful of teams that's ever done that. Um, or I think it's, I think the last time we saw it was done in the 70s or something. You know, now you've got a, a back going a thousand yards quicker than anybody's ever done it. I think Madre Hill's the only one that he's in the same company with, right? And and so when you look at it, you, you really got to start up front, man. It, it, one thing that I felt like Sam Pittman better be able to do at Arkansas is he better bring a great offensive line um, sooner rather than later when he gets here. And boy, he's he's done that. Can they sustain it? We'll see. But ultimately, some of the numbers that they're putting up. Uh, and let's be honest, the pass protection Saturday was one of the most impressive things uh, in, the, in the entire game. I mean, K.J. Jefferson sitting back there like he's like he got a picnic now. I mean, it, it was it was impressive. So the O-line play is, is definitely something that I'm glad Rocket Sanders is acknowledging it and, um, and, and saluting those guys. Clint, one thing that's not really getting talked about much is the defense for the Razorbacks. You know, they had only given up 13 points with about five minutes to go in the game. Uh, Auburn got a couple late cheap touchdowns, but did you see – improvement from the defense did you see anything you like well i mean i like what you just said you know they did they did they buckled down right there at the beginning of the game whether it was turnovers or, or bad special teams play you know the, the the offense and special teams put the defense in, in a couple of bad situations they buckled down and and uh, forced a punt on one and forced a field goal on the other so i like the actual end result but i, I tell you when you when you go up against when, one thing that I feel really good as long as Barry Odom's the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator at Arkansas, is when he goes up against inexperienced quarterbacks, uh, you know he's going to confuse them. He's going to he's going to make them he's going to make them get outside the pocket, try to play off script, play off schedule, and if the guys rally up and tackle at that point, they're going to the opponent's going to have a hard time scoring points. So the Ashford kid has a chance to be really good in the future, but right now, I mean, he just leaves a lot to be desired in terms of of passing the football in terms of getting through his progressions and, and uh, get quickly and then delivering the ball accurately. You know, there were a couple of big-time errant throws that could have been interceptions, and really the best thing he brought to the table was his legs. So Barry Odom did a good job of mixing up coverages and, and making him pre-snap C1 coverage, and then boom, you, you you know, after you snap, you look down and you catch the snap, you make your play action, whatever, you come up, and now you got eight guys out there and you're throwing the ball through a picket fence. Um, the one thing that I feel really, or one of a handful of things that I feel really good about Barry Odom, man, when they're up against a young, inexperienced quarterback, he's going to have a plan for them now. He's going to keep them on their toes, and um, if the ball game's put in their hands, then, then the opponent doesn't stand much of a chance. They're going to turn it over, they're going to be behind the chains all day long, and, and ultimately that's what Barry Odom was able to do. We've seen it, we've seen it a million times with, with him at Arkansas thus far. Clint Cerner joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by Motorsports Authority. All right, we got a rapid fire here quick, Clint. I want to ask you about the Cowboys' dominant performance yesterday. The only thing that was really debatable coming out of there was some people are arguing, well, is, is Zeke really the QB or the RB1? Biggest question to me is, does Pollard need more carries? I've been talking about him for a long time. 
Everybody loves a one-two punch, though, right? You got two really good running backs, yeah. and you got to see Pollard featured yesterday, but he only still only carried it 14 times. Do you want to see him get more opportunities going forward, even when Zeke's back? Yeah, I would like to see him get more opportunities so that you keep your horse, you know, fresh in the in the uh, in the fourth quarter and for your goal line situations and for your third down situations. I mean, look, Zeke. Zeke we, I mean, I, I agree that Zeke, Zeke has fallen off a bit, but one thing Zeke does is that big-headed sucker. He he get he can get you one or two yards now. And so I, I think they got a great one-two punch. What I've noticed yesterday that I was really impressed with was Kellen Moore. I thought Kellen Moore did a great job of getting creative with, with on several different drives, especially early in the ball game, knowing there wasn't no Zeke, knowing that you didn't want to just just completely wear down Pollard. You had to get creative, and I thought he did that did a good job of that using his best players um, with C.D. Lamb in the backfield and, and some tight end heavy packages and screen game and things like that. Kellen Moore really showed out yesterday, and, and he did a hell of a job. Uh, I believe it was – let me see. I can't remember who said it. It doesn't matter. Uh, we had the, the uh, Astros conversation on Friday. I think we were calling for a sweep. Didn't work out, but I love Clint. His cup is half full. I don't know if you saw his post on social media. He said, good, I get another post-game party. Good for me. <laughs> so winning all the time, Clint, good for you. Uh, but, the, hey, listen, that was a hell of a first ball game. There ain't no doubt about that. How about that, man? I mean, they get out to a 5-0 lead. You got the AL Cy Young Award winner on the on the on the uh, bump, and and the Phillies come back, tie that thing up, and and then it comes down to one swing. Especially at, especially at uh, Minute Maid Park in Houston. I mean, it's just it's such a a, a, a hitter's ballpark, a, a power hitter's ballpark because of the short porch in left field, and clearly you can see you can poke it out in right field as well. And I, I figured that game was when it got when it got down to it, it was going to come down to one swing. And uh, unfortunately, it was a Philly, a Philly that did it. But um, what a what a ball game! A lot of lot of drama, and then and then the best thing about that game, one guys, is, is and we played the hell out of it down here in Houston. Is the, the morning guys in a big, in our actually our sister station in Philly, they were they didn't even know who Kyle Tucker was. They were calling him Kyle Turner and going on and on about him. Some comments that he made, and then he comes out and and drops two bombs on them. And so that that was the that was the best part of of game one. Game two, the Astros even that thing up and. Uh, we'll see what happens, man. From from here on out, the Astros should have a huge advantage. They're deeper, both in the starting rotation and the bullpen. This this should be where where the Astros um, really really make a push here in these next couple of ball games. And then, last but not least, speaking of Houston, one more thing here: the Roughnecks are back. XFL revealed all their teams: Vegas Vipers, St. Louis Battlehawks. I love the San Antonio Brahmas. How about that? XFL, will there get? I mean, any will they get any movement or any any conversation in uh, your neck of the woods when they get going on the season? Yeah, it definitely will in this neck of the woods. With the Texans, they had the Texans had sixty six yards of total offense yesterday with four <laughs> minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean, six, you heard that right, sixty six yards, guys, in eleven drives. It was unbelievable. So yeah, you're going to have you got fans down here that are just jonesing for good professional football. And, and look, the Roughnecks were here. What was it? Two years ago, right? I guess, or maybe three years ago, right? Yeah, when, they got uh, COVID, COVID killed hit. it. Yep. Yeah, and, and but it was rocking and rolling down here. Now they they were selling a lot of tickets, and, and the team was really good. PJ Walker, the kid that you see out there in Carolina right now, took over for Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. That that mm-hmm. uh, playing good ball out there. He was the quarterback, and they went undefeated. So yeah, I think I think it'll it'll catch on here in Houston. I'm sure it will in San Antonio as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. We got to run, man. I appreciate you. We'll get your thoughts on Arkansas and Liberty. Coming up on Friday, and thanks again to Motorsports Authority. And uh, enjoy the Astros tonight, buddy. Good luck. I had to make a choice tonight, Clint. It was either Astros and Phillies or Browns and Bengals. 
You're getting baseball on the buzz tonight. You're welcome. My man, come you on, heard baby. Me. Hey, they love to hate you now. They love yeah. to hate you down here in Houston. Come on, go home, baby. Good luck, buddy. See ya.